Good evening. Glad to be here. Before we start, I want to start in another scripture. I'm just going to throw a whole bunch of scriptures out at you. Is that all right? <clears throat> no, I'm, I want to... Uh, I talked to the... to the... Um, nursing home this evening just for a few minutes and I kind of talked about 1 Thessalonians 4 which talks about one day Jesus is coming back and in chapter 5 it says for you yourselves know 1 Thessalonians 5 2 says for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night And so, while we wait for Jesus' return, we have some things that we need to do. And I kind of talked about a few things. And you know, I, Aaron's Nana is... She's close to passing. And we all have faced this type of stuff. And, you know, it's not necessarily an emotional time knowing that she's going to be gone, which it is a sad thing. But I'm reminded of this scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 especially, where it says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything. Give thanks. And she's older, and, and yes, it's, it's coming that time, just like it always does for people in life. They... Uh, hopefully will live a long time and then pass away. But we all know this too, that it's sad to just be in the emotion of it. But thank God for somebody telling her the gospel. which perfectly ties in to the lesson tonight. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You cannot be saved without hearing the truth. And this morning we talked about the soils, the different types of soils. We talked about the wayside soil that was on the road. We talked about the rocky soil. We talked about the thorny soil. And we talked about the good soil. And we talked about us personally looking at ourselves and seeing what type of soil we were. But tonight I want to deal with the sower. The person who is throwing out that seed. 
You know, while Miss Libby is close to death, I thank the Lord that, and I'm not going to preach her to heaven up here. I can't do that. All I can go by is what she's told me and the way that she's lived her life. And she told me when we talked that she had obeyed the gospel. And she wasn't afraid to die. Faithful until death is the way the Bible says it. Amen? Jesus says, be faithful unto death and I'll give you the crown of life. But I want to focus in and I'm really excited about this chapter that I'm going to talk about because I've done a Devo on it. I've mentioned it last week. Doug read it in the Lord's Supper. And finally I said, you know what? I'm just going to have to do a lesson on it. And it perfectly ties in with what a sower is. It's the way we do it. You know, you remember... Uh, when your parents would tell you you had to go do something, you got to go clean your room. This doesn't happen very often anymore. I don't know, it may, but you remember, you need to eat all your vegetables. I mean, I couldn't stand eating peas and, oh man. But my mom would always fix peas. I couldn't even mix it in with no mashed potatoes. I had to just eat them without mixing it. I like to mix something. I told Derek and Dwayne, I like turnip greens mixed with macaroni and cheese. I like it mixed together. I need some of that, huh? Let me just tell you about that real quick. All right, here's what happened. I used to get a plate when I'd get off work, and it'd be chicken, turnip greens, and macaroni and cheese. Isaac's granny would have it. And what would happen was it'd slip in the way home, it'd while we were traveling, and the macaroni and cheese would get into the turnip greens. So I would be so hungry that it didn't matter what it was, I was eating it. Well, I became accustomed to that. I needed macaroni and cheese and turnip greens together. Now I can't eat macaroni and cheese, and I can only eat turnip greens, and I just can't do that. I I can't do just turnip greens by itself. Anyway. But you remember when you'd have to clean your room or you'd have to do something that your parents told you and you didn't want to do it, you were forced to do it. It was a different type of feeling. But when they said, okay, it's alright for you to go outside and play. It's okay for you to go ride your bike. It's okay to go swimming. Whatever that was, whatever you wanted to do, it was okay. You were excited about doing that. We all know Mark 16, 15, or most of us do. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen? But sometimes, ask this question to yourself. Do we end up not doing what we're supposed to be doing because we almost feel like we're forced to do it? Hey, I've been there. This evening I want us to look at our lives from the sower's perspective. This evening I want to 
really uh, dig in and think and get in our minds what it means to sow the seed. And we can get the perfect example of this from guess who? J-E-S-U-S. You remember a couple weeks ago I preached on Zacchaeus. Right? And Zacchaeus, uh, he, he, he wants to see Jesus. He's curious to see Jesus. Did I spell that right? J-E-S-U-S? Alright, I've seen some looks. I thought, nah, I ain't trying to mess up again tonight. English now, Luke already has kind of gotten me. I'm questionable on my English. I'm trying to do better, y'all. Zacchaeus was curious. He was curious to see Jesus, but he was a little bit short fella. So he couldn't see. So what did he do? He ran ahead of the crowd. He got up in the tree so he could see Him. And we see uh, from this story, and, and we, we hear the mo- some of the most powerful words from Jesus. And I kind of want to launch my lesson from there. Zacchaeus, Jesus comes to Zacchaeus and He says, Zacchaeus, come down. Make haste. I'm coming to your house today. And Jesus and Zacchaeus uh, in Luke 19.6, He comes down and He receives Him joyfully. And you know that group, the uh, Bible calls them the they group. You know that they group? Uh, you familiar with that group? They said, I can't believe Jesus would go and eat with a sinner. You know that they group? They were uh, questioning what Jesus was doing. But Jesus tells them what He's doing. Zacchaeus repents. Remember, He says, I'm going to give half of my goods to the poor and whoever I've done wrong, I'm going to return it to them fourfold. And Jesus says to him, Luke 19, 9 and 10, He says, And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because He also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Jesus, the author of our eternal salvation, Hebrews 5.9, makes a statement that every single one of us Christians needs to be doing. Seeking and trying to save those who are lost. That's how you sow the seed. That is how you sow the seed. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I want to start in verse 14. I don't really have time to deal with uh, the, the the verses before that, but I want to start in verse 14 and work to the end of the chapter. Because if we're going to be like Jesus and sow this seed, the Word... We need to ask ourselves some questions if we're ready to do it. If we are ready to do this. And the first question I want to ask you is, how do we feel about what Christ did for us? This is where it begins. This is where it begins. Listen to what Paul says in verses 14 and 15. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14. For the love of Christ compels us, 
Because, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And He died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for Him who died for them and rose again. Is what Jesus did for you that really... Is it that really uh, that big of a deal? Really? Is the love that Jesus showed by His death something that compels you? That word compel is an awesome word. It is an awesome and powerful word, brethren. Compel means to hold together with constraint. To press together with the hands. So you hold it together with force. What Jesus did for you, does it hold you together with force? <laughs> That's a, a great thought. Here's how you can answer if it really does. If He really does hold you uh, together with force. How does verse 15 sound to you? And He died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and rose again. Do we live our lives no longer for ourselves, but for Him, oh man, who died for us? Hey man, are you walking the walk? Are we talking the talk? Are we playing Christian or are we doing a Christian? Jesus said, you remember, the good, the, the good soil, it produced a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. Everybody didn't bear fruit the exact same amount, but people were bearing fruit. It's not what such and such is doing over here. Man, he's doing big things for the kingdom. I could never measure up to that. No. Seek first the kingdom. When I keep my eyes on Jesus, it doesn't matter what I'm doing because whatever I'm doing is pleasing to Him. We can all be successful in this. In order for us to be able to sow the seed, to go seek and save the lost, we must be held together by the fact that what Jesus did can never be matched. It can't never be matched, can it? You know, I don't know if I'll ever, and I hope I don't, get over the fact of what Jesus did. It never gets old to me. How about you? What He did to, for me and for everybody in the whole wide world is, can never be matched. Because while we don't see it right now necessarily, one day we will see it. One day. He showed a love that can never be touched. And He did it so we could be found right. Does that compel you? 
I'm not trying to holler at y'all. I'm very excited about this. This means a lot to me. So let me yell at y'all for a minute, all right? This means a lot to me. And I hope it does to you, and I'm not saying it doesn't. I want to encourage you all. The second thing that I want us to consider, answer this question. Do we understand we are a new creation in Christ? This, this section of Scripture is beautiful. Listen to what he says. Go to verse 16, 16, 17, and 18. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet we know Him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ. I'm going to stop there. If we're going to seek and save the lost, we have to realize the way we live can't be according to this world. We're separated. We're new. We're different. Our old way of living has passed away. It goes back to, does what Jesus did really compel you? Because if it really compels you, it changes you. It changes the way you are. It changes the way you feel. It changes the way you talk. It changes the way you walk. Jesus says, I mean, Paul says, Now all things are of God. Verse 18. Who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ. When we obey the Gospel, we have been cleansed from our sins. They've been washed away by the blood of Jesus. Don't that compel you? to sow the seed, to go seek somebody. Hey man, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you about somebody. We all have the ability to do this. The third thing, do we as Christians understand that we have what we have been given? What we have been given. I want to read verses 18 and 19. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus. We have been reconciled to God through Jesus. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. We have been given just like the apostles a ministry of reconciliation. I I mentioned it kind of in passing last week. The ministry of reconciliation. 
A person who's not right with God can now become right with God. We have the ability to tell them about it. We have the ability to sit down with somebody and say, you know what? I want to show you something in God's Word. Not my opinion. Not what I believe. What God says. And He loves you. This isn't what I'm... This is what I... Not what I believe. This is what God tells you to do. To be successful. We have the ministry of reconciliation. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the ministry of reconciliation. It's changing a person from being lost to being saved. So let me ask you, brethren, are we compelled? Does it move us? Does it hold us together to know that we have been saved by Jesus' blood? And if it does... Are we willing to go tell somebody? Or do we want to just keep it in for ourselves? The fourth thing. Do we realize who we are in Christ? Who we are in Christ. Yes, we're a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. But look at the first part of verse 20. Now then, because we not only have this ministry of reconciliation, we have the words that we can preach to somebody. We have the ability to tell somebody the Word of God. We can throw the seed. Paul says, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Ambassadors. Representatives, you know I talk about this quite a bit, but why shouldn't I talk about that quite a bit? Why shouldn't I be proud of that? Aren't you proud to be a Christian? Aren't you proud to be a representative of the most powerful kingdom that will never fade away? Daniel 2.44 said, an everlasting kingdom. Hey, I'm proud to be a part of that. I'm proud to be able to live in such a way that will affect somebody's life. I know the way to eternal life. I'm an ambassador. God's given me the ability. He wants me to be. He don't need me, but He wants me to be a part of this and be effective. Oh, the blessings that come from changing somebody's life. You know it. If you've you've been a part of a Bible study when somebody's willing to obey the Gospel, what a great feeling. Just as Jesus showed the example and the apostles, we have the same responsibility. It is a responsibility. But we can do it not with the mind frame of I'm forced to do it. We can do it with the understanding that I'm compelled to do it. Yes, this is in the context, this is Paul talking about the apostles, but brethren, 1 Corinthians 11.1 says, Imitate me, Paul says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Imitate me like I imitate Christ. 
Christ is going to seek and save the lost. And number five, how do we preach it? How do we do it? What kind of passion goes into doing it? Look at verse 20. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We have not only been given an assignment from the Lord, we've been given the most powerful gift ever. The words of reconciliation. The way a man can begin a relationship with God Almighty. How do we do it? We do it as though God were pleading through us. Man, if you don't obey the gospel, you're not going to make it. Jesus said, narrow is the gate and few that find it. I know you believe this. Tell me why you believe this. Because I want to show you what God said. God's Bible says this. If you don't obey the gospel, if you don't obey what His Word says, you're not going to make it. I'm pleading with you. I'm asking you. Please have a Bible study with me. I care about you. I really love you. Is that how we are, brethren? Man, I fall short on this. I'll raise my hand. I fall short on this. Jesus was on a mission. Paul was on a mission. Are we on a mission? What soil are we? Are we that thorny soil? I want to encourage you with this verse, verse 21. A verse I read all the time. until we make up our minds that this is real, people are going to die lost. For real. Until this becomes 
the first priority of our life, people will die lost. Every single one of us in here has the ability to affect at least one person. Who you got? I don't have nobody right now. I admit it. Lord, I'm praying for somebody. But have I gotten so caught up in other stuff and been so busy in other good stuff that I forgot the mission? People will die separated from God. And we may have had the ability to go and tell them how to be reconciled. How to have a relationship with the King of Kings. Verse 21 says, For He made Him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Does the love of Christ really compel you to be a representative or a sower for the kingdom? Sorry I got emotional, but you know what? When I think about people not being saved, it makes me emotional. I think about five people I know right now that ain't trying to hear the truth. That bothers me. We have the ability to tell people about the most glorious kingdom. Heaven is going to be unbelievable. Amen? Huh? Don't you want to be there? Don't you want to bring as many people as you can with you? Not only your family, your friends. People you work with. And I know people will beat you down. They don't want to hear it, but you keep on fighting. You keep on going. There's only one soil that makes it. You don't know which soil it is. You may come across the soil that's good, that wants it, that's striving to do God's will, that's excited. Thank you. I appreciate you having a Bible study with me, man. I'm having a Bible study with somebody else. So many times I've been there have a Bible study, they obey the gospel, I'm so excited, and they fall away. What's the point? The point is this. He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us. We, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. He thought it was that important. Jesus thought it was that important to die for us. And he thought it was that important to give us the ability to go tell somebody. Oh, man. Whether they want to hear it or not, I cannot change how their heart is. But I have to do my responsibility to be pleasing to God. Do you want to be an ambassador? Do you want to be a disciple? Will you cut the thorns out?
Man, I love Jesus. Man, I love Him. And I love all you too. I encourage you this week to pray for somebody that you can affect for Jesus. I pray, pray that you can find somebody to have a Bible study with. Pray that you can invite somebody to come and worship here at Fountainhead. Have that focus on your mind, number one. When you're sowing that seed, because you understand what Jesus did for us. He died for us. If you need to repent, if you need prayers, if you need to obey the gospel and be baptized for the remission of your sins and become a child of God, come right now together we stand and sing.